Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. It is Tuesday afternoon. Later on in the show, we're going to have uh, Darren Ravel. He's going to come back on the show, although I don't know why we're doing that, because uh, he's going to join me and professional better Simon Hunter as we try to make our five picks for the Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest, where we're trying to win $1.5 million. Last week, we went 4-1. and one. Darren was not involved in anything that we did, and yet we are still inviting him back. We are 16-9 and nine on the year. This is the best I've ever done in the Super Contest through um, these first few weeks, uh, through the first five weeks, I guess. 16-9 and nine is 25 games, five, five games a week. But first, joining me from New Orleans representing all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada and throughout the country, Mr. Bob Scucci. The most majestic man in all of bookmaking. Chad, what's going on? Brother, you were given a gift this past week. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Did you or did you not desperately need the Chiefs to lose? Not just not cover, but the Chiefs to lose outright. Oh, absolutely. Well... So I, didn't, I don't see how that was a gift, though. That I, I, when you say gift, I thought maybe like you know we got you know a bad beat that went our way. That was just clearly the right side. We were, we had that game in the bag from the beginning. No, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> clearly the right side. You act like you know. You act like you know what you're doing on a day to day basis. When at the end of the day, all of this is pot luck, my friend. Pot luck. Absolutely. No, my day, my, my day can swing hundreds of thousands of dollars by a doinked field goal attempt. So, yeah, no, I, I know how much luck is involved. Uh, speaking of luck, I um, also, in my quest for 256, I went to 9-6 and six this past week, 
and um, I am now 13 games over 500 for the year. I'm picking every game, and I am 13 games over 500, Scooch. That's kind of scary. You know, it's almost due for a little bit of a uh, regression. Well, it's not going to be this week, my friend. Let's get to it. I might have to fade all your plays today. Thursday night, we got a burn burner. We got the New York football giants visiting New England. It's going to be crappy, crappy weather, windy, rainy, ugly, northeast New England football. I don't even know if the New York Giants can feel the team right now. Uh, the line at the Orleans is 16.5. The total is 42.5. Um, talk to me, Goose. Yeah, <laughs> we just try to open as uh, as high as possible, knowing that uh, New England is going to draw money every single time. So we, we opened 16.5, and as usual the first bets out of the gate were on new england but it wasn't necessarily sharp money it was just big public money we went right to 17 very very quickly and then we did get some big money on the giants at plus 17 uh that made us go back to 16 and a half but you know a lot of this is just going to depend on on you mentioned that the, the the giants are just plagued with injuries they, they've got the short week both of them have the short week trying to get all these guys healthy but uh the the entire linebacker crew for for the giants is kind of listed as questionable they were practicing a little bit today that it's not the team you want to be facing with uh injuries to your linebacking crew that that's for sure um the only good news is is saquon barkley might uh he was on the field today practicing he might play uh but uh they've got injuries to uh evan engram and and um Sterling Shepard. So they're really, really banged up. It's too bad, too. Like, they were starting to show some life. I thought they were the totally wrong side this past week, and so that paid off for a lot of people. But um, they were starting to show a little bit of life, and so it would have been interesting to see how Daniel Jones can do as a uh, heading into New England against this defense with a full complement. I don't think we're going to see that this week. Yeah, no, I mean, actually, the, the, the bad weather, we're actually hoping for, for bad weather. That usually plays in the underdog's favor, especially getting you know, 16 and a half points. We've got the total at 42 and a half, so it figures to be somewhat uh, low scoring. So that, that might play into our favor, and that's probably what's drawing some of the, the, the sharp money on, on the Giants, even with the banged-up staff. Um, you know, I, I agree with you on the Giants. We weren't quite sold on a, just a couple of real good performances by uh, Daniel Jones and the, and the team. That you know, they were playing a bad uh, couple of bad teams. But um, uh, the, going up against the Vikings, I, we really liked the Vikings, and we tried to put it ourselves in a position where we needed the Vikings. We got a little early Giants money last week, but by the end of the week, all the sharp money came in on Minnesota. We ended up losing that game anyway, even though we also like uh, like the Vikings. That was one of my mistakes last week. I had three big mistakes last week. One of them was uh, instead of just playing the Giant, playing the the Vikings outright, I decided to get fancy and play the over because I thought they were just going to come out and try to throw the ball, which they did. I just thought the Giants might score a little more points. All right. Uh, next week, kicking off at 9.30 in the morning Eastern, playing in London. It feels like Carolina and Tampa Bay play each other practically every week. Uh, Kyle Allen, Jameis Winston, 
The Carolina Panthers on a neutral field. Uh, this is quite a surprise. Opening as one and a half point favorites right now with a backup quarterback who's on a hot streak against a Tampa Bay team that looks that looks a little bit like um, it got exposed this past week. Uh, so, Scooch, how did you make this line, and where are yeah. they playing it? Yeah, we actually opened a pick them on this, I and mean, we've seen a lot of action on this already. Uh, right out of the gate, they laid a pick with Carolina. Well, we went to one. They laid the one. We went to one and a half, and then they laid one and a half. Uh, we skipped two. We went right to two and a half, and that's when we got a little bite back on Tampa Bay um, at plus two and a half, and then we went right back to one and a half, which is kind of where we're sitting now. A little bit heavier on the ticket count on the Panthers, but um, – it's actually uh, kind of an intriguing game uh, that uh, we we really liked uh, Carolina last week. We tried to put ourselves in a position. Uh, we, we felt like that was a good spot for them. Uh, we we liked their defense all year. Uh, it was just like you mentioned, the quarterback is, uh, uh, position is kind of what was uh, the, the the question mark with this team. So um, this I think I think we're in a good spot here. We've got pretty good two-way at one and a half now. We'll probably still end up needing Tampa Bay. I uh, also loved Carolina last week, as you recall. I had them in Scooch Roulette. They covered handily. And we will play Scooch Roulette again. I don't know, handily. It was pretty close there at the end. Uh, Jacksonville no, gave them a... Handily. I think it was 34-27. Jacksonville uh, was driving. I think it was a, like an interception that, that finally... Uh, killed them there at the end but they had a shot to tie it up late i didn't sweat not one second you had houston in scripture <laughs> light, and we'll get to that we had we'll, yeah. we'll get to that they made it very easy for you uh but the next game on the board is cincinnati at baltimore baltimore an 11 point favorite over the hapless Bengals. um what's interesting to me you have it at 11 55 of the money so far coming in on cincinnati yeah this is interesting. We opened at 12, and, you know, I, I'm surprised at all the Bengals' money, and uh, I'd like to kind of take a mulligan on this one and open it lower because, you know, I, I like looking at uh, common teams and, 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 like, past performances of a, a couple of the games that didn't make sense a few weeks ago but now make a little sense now. And I'm going back to the game Cincinnati played against San Francisco and – Cincinnati was at home, and, and Cincinnati just got blown out by San Francisco. And, and, yeah, the Bengals are bad, but not that bad in light of the fact that now San Francisco looks like they're not a bad team. So they didn't get blown out by a bad team. They got blown out by a pretty decent team. And it turns out the Ravens probably we were, were slowly adjusting them downwards, but maybe we haven't adjusted them down quite enough. So, a lot of money on the Bengals, both from the public and the Sharp guys. And I always say anytime you have both the public and the Sharps on the same side, we probably made a mistake here. So I think that's too many points for Baltimore to lay. What do you think this line should have been? I, I think probably about nine, nine and a half. I don't know how anyone in their right mind could bet on Cincinnati right now. Yeah, you know, I've... I can't. I'd have to go back pretty far to see uh, so many bad teams to the start of the season. I, I mean, there's 
there's about eight teams that either have one win or no wins. And the disparity between the really good teams and the really bad teams just seems to be growing. You have those top elite teams, and then the bad teams are just really, really bad. And unfortunately, we have two winless teams playing each other this week that at least one of them has to get a win and in Washington and Miami. We'll get to that one. But, but yeah, I, I watched this Bengals team, and they just are really, really bad. Uh, speaking of bad and not really knowing who they are, the Seattle Seahawks are going to Cleveland. They're one-point favorites. This feels like a season-making game for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah. Is Freddie Kitchens just awful? Do you fire him right now because you cannot waste a season of OBJ, Landry, and Baker Mayfield, and Nick Chubb, and Miles Garrett? And, like, you can go down the list. There is phenomenal talent on this team. And this team last night came out on a Monday night football game and played horribly. They looked confused. They looked unprepared. Freddie Kitchens was making bad decisions, literally from the coin flip. Um, This team, I can't imagine a team that has dropped more in the perception of the public in the last five weeks than the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they really have. Fortunately, though, they're in a, probably one of the worst divisions right now. Uh, you know, between between the Ravens, Pittsburgh, the Bengals, and, and at two and three, they've still got a legitimate shot to, to kind of win that division. So it's really early, and I I think you give you give Kitchens a, a, a lot of leeway uh, before you start putting them on the hot seat. And we, you you mentioned something interesting. You said that they looked unprepared, and there's many times that I find, at least in my opinion, that a team will prepare for one game and not necessarily un- not go into a game unprepared, but just maybe over overlook this game to, to prepare for the next game, which they may consider a little bigger. And I, I would not be surprised if Cleveland showed up and beat Seattle because I do think they were preparing probably a little bit more for this game. And and like you mentioned, this is this is a real key spot for them at home. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield has got tremendous talent. I mean, look at what what he was able to do last year. Uh, they, I think their problem is probably on the the offensive line. Obviously, just from watching that game last night, can't give him enough protection. He can't can't look at his second and third receivers. He doesn't. He just doesn't have time in the pocket. So, um, I I. I, I we open this game one and all the early money is on Seattle, but it's not necessarily some of the big sharp money that we typically see. So the sharp guys haven't weighed in. It's all public money driving this up to one and a half. And like I said, I think it might be a spot for Cleveland. I agree. I totally agree. Like we have back to back in Seattle, Cleveland and Houston, Kansas city. We have back to back public perception games. Right. And so we could talk about them both in sort of as a couple, these two games, because you're going to get Houston going to Kansas City. They are five and a half point dogs on the road to the Chiefs um, at the Orleans right now. And again, like everything I'm looking at, you can get the Action Network app, download the Action Network app for free. You're going to get like you're going to get the money percentages. You're going to get the spread percentages. You're going to get lines from all over the country. I'm looking at the Orleans. I'm seeing five and a half. Uh, and I feel like that's downgraded a little bit because Houston beat yeah. up, did yeah. so well, and Kansas City lost. 
Yeah, it, it is. Uh, you know, this line probably would have been uh, about seven a couple of a couple of weeks ago uh, you know, when people kind of lost confidence in Houston. We didn't really give up on them uh, just off of the, uh, you know, the one week against Carolina that that they lost. And so we, we kind of felt Houston would bounce back and Houston's got a real good offense. Uh, you know, we saw that in, in week one against against the Saints. Uh, but but, yeah, there's a little bit of a downgrade here. And uh and again, talking about the teams that look ahead to prepare for what they consider big games, look back a couple of weeks ago when the, the Colts played the Raiders and the Colts were about a seven-point favorite at home against the Raiders and nobody could understand how the Raiders could beat them uh, straight up. But then it kind of makes a little bit of a sense, at least to me, when the Colts may have been looking to really prepare for the Chiefs, and then that's the game that they really show up for and end up uh, uh, you know, playing the game of the year uh, against a, a really good Chiefs team. So that's why you have to kind of look and see what the schedule lays out because it's, it's a long season, and outside of the Patriots, most teams can't prepare <laughs> the same level of intensity every single week. Uh, so, so here we have the, the Texans and the Chiefs. We opened five and a half, and we're not getting the typical kind of, you know, uh, just lopsided action that we typically get on the Chiefs. We're we're not seeing that. It's about a two to one ratio, Chiefs to Texans. But it's funny how just one week and one loss can really slow down uh, that kind of avalanche of bets that had been coming since the beginning of the year. Yeah, it's kind of stunning. And by the way, Kansas City plays Denver the week after. Cleveland, I think Cleveland has a bye the week after. So this is a game Cleveland should be totally prepped for and ready to go. I've never been more ready to lay my mortgage down on Cleveland. By the way, like I need to see a little bit more about the injury report on Kansas City before I decide if uh, I'm getting value there. But initially, initially my feeling is I'm getting a lot of value on Kansas City. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and and we you really have to look at uh, Mahomes' effectiveness. You, you know, he that ankle. You just wonder how much that ankle's bothering him, and so so that's one thing to to, to kind of pay attention to. But uh, but but yeah, you're right. Uh, the injury report makes it makes a big difference, and uh, I think we have the number. It, it might be a little low, but uh, Houston's come up big for us a couple couple times this year, so. Uh, I think they I think they might be a live dog. Well, you know how much I love Houston. You know I love Deshaun Watson. This is going to be a very tough game for me. I'm excited for you to choose Houston at plus five and a half in Scooch Roulette. Let's go on to uh, New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. Let me stop. Let me stop you. It me took you a second. It took you a second. <laughs> to do what? To catch up to the fact I was saying it was going to be that you were taking them in Scooch Roulette. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just moving a line. You were going to the Saints-Jaguars game, and I just took some money on the Jags and uh, just went to one and a half. Wow. Line change. <laughs> yep. Just as okay. we were getting to that game. All right. Well, there you go. We're getting to the Jags game. We're looking at New Orleans uh, visiting Jacksonville right now, and I see it lighting up on my screen. I see the line at the Orleans just changed. To one and a half. The Jaguars are favored by one and a half points. So you took some money on the Jags right now. You took some money on the Jags. Uh, even though 64% of the money right now is coming in on New Orleans. 78% of the tickets. So what would you take? Some wise guy money there? 
Absolutely. This is a classic, classic game where the wise guys are on one side and the public is on the other. Uh, the Saints seem to be moving up in everybody's power rankings, uh, some really impressive wins uh, the last two weeks. And uh, so, so going into this game against the Jaguars, even though they're on the road, it's a, it's a game where the public is just going to say, geez, the Saints are like in the top five of uh, – uh, of, of my power ranking list and, and, you know, how can you not bet the saints? But this game reminds me a lot of the Browns Seahawks game where the Jags, uh, the Jags at home, you know, they were at one point to pick them and, and now they're laying one and a half. Uh, uh, but it still seems like, you know, the one and a half uh, to lay that, that short home favorite, this, this might be the play. You know, those weeks when the schedule starts to shake out, and it, like we're finally seeing it, you know, the Patriots not consistently covering uh, or not consistently, but the Patriots, you know, having a week where they didn't cover a couple weeks ago. Now the Chiefs going a couple weeks without covering and losing outright. Minnesota coming back a little bit, but still playing a Philly team that looked dominant against the Jets. Like uh, Cleveland looking terrible, having Seattle visiting. Like we're getting the right scenarios where if you generally tend to play short home dogs, or you like to play against public perception, um, you're getting those opportunities right now. And look, there's 70, almost 76% of the money is on Seattle. Uh, that's setting up to be a really nice spot to take Cleveland. I'm looking right now, we're going to move on to Philly and Minnesota. 80% of the early money is coming in on Philadelphia against Minnesota. It's going to be in Minnesota. The Vikings are three-point favorites. So basically, you know, you're saying... Um, neutral field even I'm going to love the Vikings here. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I think we have the number right. So I don't think we're going to move this line at all. We may move the money off of the minus three. Uh, the Vikings are minus three, even money uh, right now, but we, we did open three flat. So uh, like you said, 64% of the money on, on the Eagles, that's what we're seeing as well. Um, not necessarily, Big money, just a lot of tickets. So the public is really supporting the Eagles now. Both teams made a little bit of a comeback after entering the season uh, with a lot of high expectations and then uh, having a couple of bad losses that made both teams kind of drop in most public's estimation. Uh, but but both teams seem to have made a pretty good resurgence, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Minnesota with a decisive win the, the last week and uh, the, the Eagles with a big win over the Packers. So um, I think that Eagles win probably looks a little bit more impressive than the Vikings win over the Giants. And I think so the public feels that even though they're on the road getting points, they're probably the more value. Hmm. Interesting. I don't feel that way at all, actually. I actually feel like they weren't yeah, that no impressive against the Jets. Against the, the who the Eagles? The, yeah, I don't think they were that against impressive the, against the Jets. No, I said the Packers. No, no. What I'm saying is, like last week, the Eagles were 14 point favorites against the Jets, right? And right, right. they needed like there was some defensive touchdown in there. It's not like their offense went out there and dominated a Jets team. And so them coming into Philadelphia, I feel like most people are coming into Minnesota. I feel like most people are going to look at the box score and look at the final score in that game, not the box score. Whereas I actually feel like Minnesota's win against the Giants was really impressive. 
um, given the turmoil that they had been under and what they had to do uh, to get through all that. And so I think that Philadelphia is going to be overrated by the public. Minnesota is going to be underrated by the public. I think you made a line that is probably uh, a little bit shaded towards Philly. uh, And I would give Minnesota like another point at least. And so I'm taking them at minus three. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that at all. I think, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't disagree at all. I, I, I just don't think we're going to move this much. I, I, and I'm fine needing the Vikings knowing that they're going to come in on, on Philly. All right. All right. I'm just handicapping what the public perception is. Well, public perception. Public perception is going to be to play Philly, as it has shown, and I'm going to play Minnesota. Yep. yep. I might play Minnesota in the money line. That's a good play. Yeah. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, here's my theory on Washington and Miami. I believe that um, people generally bet on games because they want to have a little bit more enjoyment at stake, and they bet on games that they want to actually watch. So only the like hardest of hardcore gamblers are going to bet on Washington and Miami. Um, I almost want to spend this time thinking of five other things I'd rather bet on than Washington and Miami. How could I better spend that $50 that I might bet on this game um, than watching this game for the lack of enjoyment I will get from it as a better? <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with you 100% there. Um, I, I wouldn't want to spend much time on this game. We're at Washington minus three and a half. It's a kind of a coin flip. I don't think we'll get uh, much interest. It'll be the lowest bet game on the board, and it'll be the corner TV game. Corner TV nobody game. Likes, yeah. Nobody likes to watch bad teams. I mean, it's bad enough when, when a bad team's playing a really great team and you're just watching them you know, self-destruct. But when two bad teams are playing, it's, 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 you've got to turn the channel. For the sake of argument, why do you have Washington as a three-and-a-half-point favorite when we're not even sure if Colt McCoy or Case Keenum or someone else is going to be the quarterback? Well, just on paper, uh, adjusting the numbers each week, uh, the, the Dolphins have been far and away the worst team, uh, both against the, against the spread and, and you look at the, just the point spread differentials. Uh, and, it, I mean, that's just the way the numbers pan out on this one. Um, we think it's right because uh, the sharp guys didn't bet anything yet, and usually they let us know when we're wrong. This is the week Miami covers. I promise you, this Washington team is in disarray. You think Bill Callahan is going in and saving that team and getting them inspired to go down to Miami and play well and show up? There's no way, no <laughs> way. Give me the Dolphins both- at minus three and a half, plus three and a half, <laughs> plus three and a half, plus three and a half. Yeah. Uh, listen, the resurgent uh, and undefeated San Francisco 49ers are on the road at the Los Angeles Rams. You have them at three and a half. Right now, money and tickets all coming in on the Rams. Um, yeah. Not surprising. What was the look ahead line on this game? This is a, you know. Uh, th- th- I saw five. it as high as five and a half. So two point, two point difference. Yeah. Um, you've yeah. had to make, gotten significant adjustments from bookmakers. 
Yeah, you know, so I, as much as I just touted how good San Francisco is and a well well balanced team, uh, I think the value here is probably still on the Rams. We've 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 adjusted the number down. Uh, we're actually slightly heavier on the Niners in terms of ticket count. So, uh, but it's early yet. It's not overwhelming, and, and I expect this to to change a little bit. But uh, the adjustment has already been made. Uh, both on the on the Niners and 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 the Rams, I, I think this, I think it's a little low, and I would probably favor the Rams in this spot. I, you know, you, you look back at some of the teams, 49ers, You know, they 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 beat the uh, the Bengals, uh, they beat the Browns, uh, they beat the Buccaneers, the first game of the season with uh, I think five interceptions from from Jameis Winston. So yeah, they're a lot better than people expect, but are they good enough to uh, go on the road and and beat the Rams. So um, I I still favor the Rams in this one. I think I do too. Uh, I think the three and a half is high, and I wish that I didn't have to pay the hook. Uh, Maybe i buy half a point. If it was minus three, what would you make it at? Minus three, minus 20? Minus three, minus 125? Uh, Minus three, minus 125. Uh, But I... I am a bookmaker. <laughs> yeah, you're getting good. It's like unbelievable how good I'm getting at this. You should let me you should let me come in one week and just make all the lines and post them. That would be interesting if you actually had the courage like to let me come in make every number and then you post it and just see what happens. Cause I'd probably give you a better, I'd probably give you a better like combination of wise guy and public perception than even your own consultants and your team can do. That would be, that would be interesting. Maybe, maybe like on my last day of work when I'm about ready to retire, I'll, I'll give it a shot. This way there'll be no repercussions. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, you know, Howard Stern, uh, Howard Stern was in, is in L.A. this week and he had Jimmy Kimmel on. And Jimmy Kimmel told a story about how he was invited on Bill Gates' last day of work. Bill Gates' last day of work, he was invited to, give a, to do a roast. It wasn't a toast, it was a roast of Bill Gates. And apparently Bill Gates didn't understand what a roast was because he had signed off on this. So Jimmy Kimmel went in roast ready and was just ripping the guy to shreds and when it was over like it was so clear that bill gates did not enjoy it and like was angry about it and that nobody was laughing about it and jimmy was pissed because he bombed i feel like on your last day you have me come in and like the chips fall where the chips fall you know what i'm saying yeah that's what's gonna happen yeah like i said no repercussions you can do whatever you want on your last day at work exactly that's all that's going to happen. All right, here yeah. we go. I got uh, the Atlanta Falcons, my least favorite team, visiting the Arizona Cardinals, one of my favorite teams. <laughs> yeah, this was a, really a tough line to make. I think, I think honestly, we could have went minus two on either team and not gotten much action. Uh, so <laughs> we're still, we're still minus two on, on Atlanta. So we have Atlanta obviously rated higher than, than Arizona, even though Arizona's uh, shown a lot more signs of life than Atlanta has. Um, it's just that slow movement of adjusting lines week after week. So uh, 
I will say we're lower than some other places in town that have Atlanta as high as two and a half. Um, not that it makes a big difference to two and a half, but not a lot of money on this. We actually have more tickets on Atlanta than we do on, on the Cardinals right now. This is a tough one. This is so short that I almost feel like you actually do have to play the money line in this game. You know what I mean? On Atlanta? I'd, I'd probably play Arizona. No. Yeah, you, know you don't what? play. You've never no. played Atlanta. Well, you know what, though? Like, this does feel like a spot where you play Atlanta. Like, Arizona's a really bad team. Like, in spite of what they did this past week, they played a team that just might be worse. But, yeah. like, Atlanta still, you know, I don't think they're very well coached, and I think they're suffering. But I don't think, like, their talent level is as bad as Arizona's talent level. Um no real strong opinion on this game. Dallas at the New York Jets. The Cowboys are 10-point favorites. But listen, the Cowboys are starting to show a little bit of frailty. Um, yeah. And like what – here's my take. As someone who is very invested in the Cowboys this year uh, in a futures market perspective, I think this is a team that just hasn't put it all together in a single game yet. Like in every single game they've played, they've had like spurts. Um, and in most cases, they've been able to get away with that, but against the Saints and the Packers, they have not. And so they just haven't been consistent. Do I think they're worthy of being 10 point favorites over the Jets? Absolutely. This team is dogs. Yeah. It surprised me a little bit, the performance against the the, the Packers. It didn't surprise me the loss against uh, New Orleans. That was a great spot uh, for the Saints, but I, I, I think it did, did surprise me a little bit against the Packers. Uh, we we look. We have them clearly so much uh, as one of the you know the top top five or ten teams uh, you know in the league, and and they kept steadily rising before those last uh, couple of games. But you know they're going up against a, a Jets team that can't move the ball, and but we are seeing some money on the Jets because uh, they uh, we may see Sam Darnold back, and not that that's going to make a great difference to this Jets offense, but, uh, you know, it clearly is an upgrade and, and he's probably worth at least two points. So we've seen this line as high as 10 and as low as seven and a half. You're going to see a lot of that movement until we know for sure if, uh, if Darnold is, is in or out. It looks like from where the money's coming in that he's more probable than, than not. So probably expect to see Darnold. I have seen this line move literally as we've been on the phone. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just a lot of money, and, it, and it's mostly Jets right now. Early on, it was uh, it was Dallas, uh, and, and we know the, par- the the parlays are going to be all over Dallas. We know the public is still going to be all over Dallas at any number at nine, at seven. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be on Dallas. So it's just where the, where the sharps are going to land, and it looks like at least early on they're they're on the Jets. Uh, but in this next week, and if it comes out that that Darnold is not playing, you'll see this line go right back up. Tennessee visiting Denver. Uh, boy. Ugh, two and a half. Denver, two and a half. I guess in this spot, you got to take the short home favorite. Like, you're just, you know, you're getting two bad teams. You got a little yeah. bit of an edge with Denver. Uh, just based on the number, you take the Broncos. I, I would. And then I think we're, uh, you know, when we set this, we expected that they would lay the two and a half, and they are at about a two to one uh, ratio. I, we'll be quick to move this up to three. Um, I, I, especially being, you know, w- one of the late games, and I've always talked about kind of the, 
the volatility on the late games. Uh, at least there's a lot more of them this week than, the, than there were last week. Uh, but uh, I, we, we really liked Denver in, in that spot last last week. If you remember talking of going into last week's game 0-4, they could have won any one of those four games. So it wasn't a real big surprise that they beat the, 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 the Chargers, um, you know, as a big uh, – as a big underdog. So I think in this spot at home uh, with, with Tennessee kind of inconsistent as they've been, um, I, I certainly would favor Denver and I'm kind of talking myself into going to three as we're on the phone. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to let him lay the juice though. You on, just uh, changed it. I just saw you change it. Oh my God. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, minus three plus yeah. 100. Literally you were typing in, I heard you type it and it showed up on my screen. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Line change. Pittsburgh on the road, visiting the Los Angeles Chargers, which really isn't a home game for them. You've got them at six and a half. A lot of other places have them at minus seven, plus 100. You might move it while we're on the phone. 50-50 money, 68% of the tickets on the Chargers. I don't know, man. If I don't have to bet this game, yeah. I don't want to. Well, Mason Rudolph is doubtful. Uh, so you know, the Steelers are just down to... Uh, Devlin Hodges is the, uh, the the starting quarterback against uh, against the Chargers. Chargers have been disappointing everyone this year. They just come off a, a, the loss I just mentioned to to Denver. Uh, not exactly the high profile game they envisioned when they uh, schedule makers put this out there. Um, so uh, I, I guess six and a half. Uh, I, I would probably lean a little Chargers. Um, but uh, tough one. It's a, just two, two teams that are very disappointing this year. Pass. It's one of the rare games where the Sunday night schedule is not as good as the Monday night schedule. Monday night schedule I love because I really like yeah. this Lions team. In spite of their coach, I like this Lions team. Playing the Packers. Packers are four and a half points right now. I'm telling you right yeah. now. I see which way the wise guys are going. I know which way I'm going. It's the same way as them. Give me the Lions at plus four and a half. Yeah, we really so <laughs> we we really opened this on the high side. We opened the Packers six and a half, so we are just absolutely buried on uh, Lions. We went down to four and a half, so a two point line move. But it's all sharp money. The the public is still on the Packers at about a two two and a half to one ratio. So um, being being the Monday night game, we know that the public will still come back and lay the favorite on this one. But uh, Lions certainly have been great in the role of a, of a dog the, this year, at least for us, in games that we've needed them. So uh, th- this is a good one. I'm actually uh, excited for, I think, for the first time on a Monday night game. I am, too. I am going to go big on this Lions team, as a matter of fact. I think they're in a good spot. Wow. I think they've played well. I think they've played well this year. I think... Yeah. Like that Cardinals game to me actually felt more like a reckoning than uh, falling apart. And they realize that they're yeah. a good team and they've shown it. Like their defense is really good. Just is. Yeah. They yeah. played really well against the Chiefs. Uh, they battled hard. Their offense was great. Obviously beat up on the Eagles. Like, guess what time it is, Scooch? Let me guess. We, we give a selection. Let's roll the music. Scooch, you won last week. You had Houston. I won last week. I had Carolina. I am a gracious host. 
I am going to let you go first because there are so many freaking games that I love. There are me too. I, cause I, I, I like Cleveland. I like Jacksonville and I even like the Bengals. So, uh, but if, if there's one, I probably like more than the other. It's probably Jacksonville. Yeah, I do love that game. I love that game. You're taking Jacksonville uh, minus one and a half over the New Orleans Saints. You know what I'm going to do? I'm taking Cleveland. Give me the Baker Mayfields. Wow. Give wow. me the Baker Mayfields. It's uh, you know what I'm doing. Give me the give me the Baker Mayfields to win. To win? Well, yeah, they're they're only getting one, so they pretty much have to. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm don't. <laughs> Do not do that. Do not do that. By the way, that is uh, one of the most bet games on the board so far. I see that. Yeah. Uh, second most bet game on the board that I'm seeing right now after the Rams Niners. Um, don't do that. Yeah, good don't schedule make it, this week. Nah. Don't make me look bad, Scooch. I'm taking Baker, Baker Mayfield to win. <laughs> All right, brother. That's right. our show. All we right. got to wait. We gotta, that's, that's our show for you and me. We still got Darren Ravel and Simon Hunter coming on, and we're going to talk about our uh, Westgate Las Vegas Super Contest picks. We went 4-1 last week. We're 16-9. and But first, we got to do a read. We got a big new sponsor coming up, and I'm super excited. And then we'll be back with Darren Ravel, Simon Hunter, and our Westgate picks. All right, we are back. As promised, I've got Darren Ravel, and in a few minutes, we're going to bring on Simon Hunter, our professional betting advisor, who so far has guided Darren and I to a 16-9 record in our quest to win $1.5 million, um, which I'm feeling really good about right now. Uh, I feel like the conversations, we've learned so much, and I thought last week Simon gave like one of the greatest betting like inside betting tips I've ever heard. And that betting tip was when you are betting a underdog that you think has a chance to win, normally a short underdog, it's always a good idea to put a little bit of taste, just a little, on the um, on the money line too because you'll get a little bit of value on that game. And look, that tends to pay off uh, a fair amount. It happened this past weekend. Just look at the Colts, right? Colts were... Plus 11, if you like the Colts, put a little bit of taste on the money line, you're getting a little bit of value there. Dan Ravel, you're back this week. You missed last week, and we went 4-1. and one. <laughs> Unrelated, spurious correlation. Don't use your big Northwestern University words with me. <laughs> Unrelated. We're good, though. I'm, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Listen, at the end of the day, we all win together, right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Really, doesn't matter how much input you have. We're all we're all in this together. Did you read our draft our DraftKings story? Uh, on, don't challenge on the Colts? me. Don't challenge me. Oh, I did. I did indeed. Why don't you tell the re- Why don't you tell the listeners about it? Uh, so they they were going into Indiana DraftKings. Thursday was the first day of mobile betting. They offered an odds boost, which has kind of been the tendency to offer something a little bit greater than promotional, just to kind of what is typically promoted, just to get you know these guys to sign on. First couple of days, they did a um, odds boost from plus four sixty Colts money line to plus a thousand. Thirty eight percent of the people that signed up. Uh, decided to go with it, and even though it was a max limit of ten dollars, uh, DraftKings lost three hundred thousand. Unbelievable! 
They're in the betting business, my friend. They made a promotion. They're new to town. They wanted to say, hey, yep. come join us. It's exactly what happens. All right. Listen, we got a, we got a deep schedule this week. Um, there are so many games on the board that I love, and I am walking away from any sort of public games. Like There are just games on this board right now where I feel so good. But go ahead. Tell me the public games that you want to bet. Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm sure you expect me to almost fall in love with uh, 16 and a half point favorite New England, but I am not going to do that. Um, I am not tempted by the Dolphins. That's a tough one for me. I mean, even though, can you imagine, there, there has never in the history of the NFL been a home dog for a team off a bye against a team that hasn't won any games and just fired their coach. Never happened. Oh my god. Yeah. That is a great that is a great summary. So but I'm not taking it. I don't I I'm I feel like the Dolphins uh wanna lose and so I think it's just bad money. Anyway, I like Sam Darnold and the Jets at plus nine here. Um I think uh, I, I, I think the Jets will be righted a little bit, and I think they will cover. Um, okay. Who else? I also so so I also like I, I liked how they played last week. I like the Cardinals. I just wrote I just wrote what I like. So you you tell me who they're playing. Uh, do you don't know who they're or playing, you but you know you like them. Uh, no, no, no. I, I do know who they're playing. I just I'm, it's on my phone and I'm on they're my playing, phone. They're uh, They're playing Atlanta Cardinals. Card Cardinals plus two and a half. Yep, I like them. Okay. Uh, the game that scares me that I'm taking, and maybe you can t- 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 talk me off the ledge here, but I just think it's such a great value. New Orleans minus one against Jacksonville. Okay. Um, and then I like the Bengals at 11 and a half. I think it's way too many points. Um, who are they playing? Baltimore. Baltimore. Too many points. So I like plus 11 and a half. And then finally, I like the Packers at four, uh, minus four and a half at home. Okay. Let me tell you right now. I hate every one of your picks. Like, not just... uh, There's not even an except? Except. The only game where I'm even remotely thinking there's value. Bengals plus 11. Bengals plus 11 and a half. Yeah. In fact, not only do I hate your picks so much, but Jacksonville playing New Orleans and Detroit playing the Packers are two of the picks that I would put in my five. Can we get rid of the word hate as the holidays are coming up? I, uh, you know what? That's what my, my grandma used to say. We don't hate. We intensely dislike. You dislike. You're right. hate, uh, okay. feels, hate feels mean. Can you it feels talk like, me into those picks then? Um, well, look, I, th- I just think Green Bay, like Detroit, Green Bay is coming off a massive win against the Cowboys in America's Game of the Week. Uh, against the Cowboys team that everybody was incredibly high on. Um, and that Cowboys team, if that game is five minutes longer, 
they very well might win that game. They had a as bad a first half as you could possibly have. Multiple turnovers, holding penalties on huge, huge plays that could have got them in it at any point in the first half of that game. The Lions, meanwhile, like they they fell apart against the Cardinals. But I think what that game did to them, and I just said this to Scooch, like that game actually showed them what they they rebounded from that game. They got better after that game. Okay? And then all of a sudden, like, they win the next game, they play the Chiefs, and they don't play badly. In fact, they've got the Chiefs on the ropes, and they actually sort of a precursor to what the Chiefs became in the following week. Meanwhile, then they go into Philly, and they dominate against Philly. Like, they destroyed that Philly team. So I think that you're getting a lot of uh, public respect right now for the Packers, and I think the Lions are a much better team uh, than people uh, are giving them credit for right now. Okay, well, if you want that, I'll take that. All right. I like Detroit. That was convincing. I like Detroit, plus four and a half. Um, Jacksonville, same, same, same theory. Like, look at New Orleans. Look at what New Orleans is coming off of, right? Like, they beat up on the Cowboys, and the next week they come back, and Teddy Bridgewater, like, plays with the full playbook, and he looks really good. And they win a game that they were favored to win, but everybody thought the right side was the Bucks in this game, right? There's not a single wise guy all over the Action Network. Stucky, you know, one of the smartest guys at the Action Network. He was all over the Bucks in every single way. I remember saying in the podcast last week, why is everyone in the Bucks? I don't get it. Like, this New Orleans team is just a good team. They're one of the better teams. And so... um, I don't like where the numbers are right now. I feel like there's too much money, too many tickets. Public is really back in New Orleans. Anytime I've got a team that is overvalued, getting a ton of ton of uh, support from the public, I am going to want to bet the other side, especially if it's a home dog, which is what Jacksonville is. So, do you think you do? Do you think by the time we pick this thing, it'll be two, two and a half? It's entirely possible. I will make a condition on that. Because I do not like, I think the number here is bad. I want, I want it to be possible for the Saints to win and still cover. If it so, gets, can so we, if it gets can we make two, that a conditional? We can set a conditional. What? Yeah, we can set conditional. And the Saints to win and Jacksonville to still cover because Got Jacksonville it. is your pick. Got Sorry. it. Sorry. All right. Here are my other games. Here are my other games, and then I want to bring Simon in to, uh, to. Um, be the judge and jury here. Uh, I like, I'll, I'll take Cincinnati plus 11 and a half. Um, I think that's a good one. And I also okay, love, good. I love Cleveland. Love Cleveland. Cleveland has a bye the following week. I think they were looking ahead to this game last night. Uh, it's Tuesday afternoon. I'm talking about Monday night against the Niners. What is, what is the line on Cleveland? Seattle is a one point favorite, maybe pick in some places, but I just feel like this is one of those. Opposite ends of the spectrum. You're getting way overvalued in, in Seattle and undervalued in Cleveland. So give me. Uh, I still I still don't think Cleveland is undervalued. I still think they're may, may, maybe maybe you dude, know dude. Monday night did it. Eighty percent of the know. money is coming in on uh, Cleveland right now. The wise guys have on, on Seattle. The wise guys have been betting Cleveland. Um, we're going to reach the eighty twenty rule where you've got a short home dog. Uh, that is only getting 20% of the money, that's almost an automatic take. I just don't like the whole idea of 
a sharp bet being what someone else like going against the public just to go against the public like that's not a data point for me but i guess i'm learning uh well we'll let simon weigh in on that the the uh, the last game that i like kansas city uh as a five and a half point favorite against houston again the same philosophy yep people are down on them you want to bring them up yep yep simon you're there And now, a word from a wise guy with Simon Hunter. How's it going, guys? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Is Darren here today? Darren is here. Wow. Darren, we really missed you last week going 4-1. I know. I I already got the ribbing. (laughs) I was really upset we didn't get your picks, man. Next time you, you're not there, you got to send him picks. I like to hear what the public okay. says on Tuesday. Okay. Simon. I trust here, you guys. Here's what I want to say. I want to lay out. I want to lay out what I've decided on so far, and then uh, I want to give you some notes from Darren, and then you tell us where we are right, where we are wrong. Okay. All right. We can do that. All right. We have settled so far Detroit plus four and a half. Okay. Cincy plus, Cincy plus 11 and a half. Um, those are the two we've settled on. We you agree know, I'm on good those. with Casey at five and a half. And we agree on Kansas City at minus five and a half. Those are the three we like so far. So Here's those are the two, three you both agreed on? We both agree on those picks. I had yeah. to bully I had to bully Darren into Detroit and semi convince him of uh Kansas City. Uh I like uh I like that you guys are going with these dogs. Um we talked about it last week how we switched out I we ended up switching out the Colts just because we're we're sending these picks in early so we didn't have the full injury report. Um but we were dead on with that Denver dog. And Indianapolis dog. So you guys, two dogs you really like are Cincy and Detroit. Uh, I like that Detroit idea because they're coming off a bye. Um, so, I mean, a Monday night coming off a bye, super extended week. Um, man, now I'm just starting to think about all these times Stafford's actually let me down in this spot. But the, Lions, the Lions have been playing like a really good team. And I like that. I like that you guys are on Cincy. That's definitely a sharp sharp public number this week where a, a lot of people came in early as soon as numbers came out on the Ravens and now it's kind of been sitting there at 11 and a half, 12. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're in agreement. Let's just say we're in agreement so far. Uh, yeah, we, we can be in agreement on those three for right now. Okay. Now, how do you feel about Cleveland against Seattle? Which I love. I love the Browns in this spot. I'm probably the wrong um, professional better asked about Cleveland. Like, you know, all the years, everyone's like, every week, all these sharps come and bet on Cleveland. I I was the guy always doing the other way. I've been fading Cleveland for, it feels like, five years. Um, This is like one of those classic spots where they were absolutely terrible on Monday. Seattle's coming off extra rest, and 
everybody's – I mean, I, I don't even know what the numbers are, but I can guarantee that the public's going to be all over that Seattle number. It, it opened at – I think it opened Cleveland minus one um, or two, and now it's up to – I think they're plus one, which is – I mean, by the rule book, if, it's a, if they're a short home dog and they're getting less than 30% of the bet, I'll be on that number, but I don't know if that's a good super contest game number. Simon, that's interesting. Here is the problem I have with Chad. It's like belief (laughs) without evidence. Among others. Okay. Okay. It's like we just watched a horrific game by them, and he likes them because the public likes the other team. I don't understand the sharp, just to be sharp, just to be different without evidence. I don't love those plays. Well, convince me why I'm wrong. The, the evidence is we win long term, so that's why he likes that play because that's a long term winning play. Like, if I would have told you last week that, like I, I told on the podcast, I always put whenever I take a dog, I always put some on the money line. If I was going to take you, I was going to tell the take the Colts first half money line and the games money line. You would have said that's stupid. So that's why it's these sharps just look for percentages. So he's playing the percentages here, saying that the math works out that Cleveland just going by the numbers in the book. They, they probably have over a 65% chance of winning and covering this game. So the public's going to keep driving this number up. I mean, we might be able to get it. We might be able to get Cleveland. Okay, I, under, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying now, that, that when everything shakes out because of how people bet, you, have exactly. a, you, you actually do have a better chance when, you, when the line comes out because of how the public's pushed it. Yeah, like the style he's talking about is a certain style with, like, people are betting against the public and they're playing the percentages. So they're playing off trends of those percentages. So it, it's a smart percentage play, but it, it might not be a smart play for a super contest. That is a great, that is a phenomenal point. That actually might've been in many years, what's killed me in the super contest. And you pointed this out <laughs> a couple times. Like I will play what I think the sharp trend plays are not necessarily <laughs> play what a smart super contest play is. So in deference to your logic and in deference to Darren not liking it, we're taking Cleveland off the board. Um, let me throw another one at you. I'm not ready to throw any of the other picks that Darren threw at. Threw at. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'll throw you one because he and I are on opposite sides of this. He likes New Orleans. I like Jacksonville. Right. Um, I can see why he likes New Orleans in this spot. Um. I think I saw some crazy stat about Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater in October. He, he's never not covered in October. Um, but this is, a, this is another classic. I mean, I actually don't mind this one for the Super Contest as much. Um, the, the Jags is just the easiest player. I mean, if you're not playing the Jags, don't play this game at all. You're, you're, you're betting on Teddy Bridgewater coming off two home wins with crowd his in the Superdome. Now the man's going on the road to hot Florida to the Jaguar team who just is coming off of a bad loss. So that's that's one of those where if you're not if you're not playing the Jaguars, don't bet that one. Yeah, what but you're you think, not Darren? talking about Minshew magic running out. I mean again. Um I mean it didn't I, I honestly saw a lot of flight out of the Jaguars last week. Carolina like, me and Chad talked about that. That was a good trap game where the Jaguars should have just laid down. They should have got steamrolled. 
And they had a bunch of big plays. Like, they had McCaffrey bust out a huge run. Minshew drove him down the field. They scored a touchdown. And then I think the next possession, he fumbled. They took it away back and scored. And then he drove the field again and scored. So, I mean, I can see what you're saying. The Minshew mania might be running out here. But he's actually showing me a lot. that He, he, he belongs in this league. He's a, he's a player. Yeah, like that game, they had, you know, I was all over Carolina in that game. But if not for, you know, a couple of choice turnovers, they made a strong run at the end and just ran out. Like they just, you know, it just didn't happen for them. But yeah, that's the why I like the Jags. I like the Jags in this game. Love the Jags. Um, but if that makes you nervous, we don't have to put that one in, Darren, if you, if you don't like that one. Really, Simon, you get to decide? I don't get to decide? What? what about my other ones, Chad, that you just I, I want to hear, uh, right. hear what Darren's got, man. I like hearing what the public's got. Darren also uh, I know, because you like to laugh. Darren also no, likes... No, no, not at all. He likes the Jets plus nine. Wow, very sharp of you, Darren. Is that just because it's your Jets? No, I don't do that. That's not a way to win. Um, I just, I just <laughs> Didn't week one you said I you wanted to nine's a high number. I think... Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, you know, knows how to to win, even though you know we've been out with the spleen. Um, and I I think that uh, he's he's competent. And nine is a huge number. That that's a huge number, but um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go for that because the, the Dallas. I mean, they they played their worst. I mean, I can't believe how bad that first half was. And this is just a, a bad spot for the Jets. They got a team that's coming in really pissed off in the Cowboys. So, I mean, I like where your head's at because this is a – no one's going to be taking the Jets. So, that, that's another two sharp – you're doing too sharp of a line for – Right. Okay, so I'll contest. walk off that. I, Chad convinced me to walk off Green Bay four and a half. But the other one I do like, I mean, I feel like Kyler Murray is now adjusted, and I like the Cardinals two and a half. Dog. Uh, I, I do I do like that because, I mean, Atlanta's given up and they're terrible, but you're, at the same time, you're taking so – you're saying you trust him over Matt Ryan. So you don't think Matt Ryan can drive the field at the end of the game to beat Arizona? I think they can. So it's a public, it's a good public play with Atlanta this week. Um, so I will be betting on the Cardinals, but I don't. I do. I, I see what you're saying about trusting him, but literally Andy Dalton missed Eifert in the end zone. They should have won by four. So that was one of those where we're back in the Cardinals team that didn't deserve a win. Um, so that's why the public and the sharps right now are all coming in on Atlanta. Yeah, it's not going to be a All right. Here, here, here's the other one. And then, Simon, I want you to, like, we, we've gone over every game almost, and so I get a sense of what, where, your, where your head is at. Um, two other games that I like. I like uh, Minnesota mi- minus three over Philly. Great spot. I think Philly's still yeah, over, I like that over, spot too. overvalued. I like that pick. You like that pick? Yes, All I right. actually do like that pick. I think everyone's so high on Philly. I think Minnesota look. I think Minnesota look good, but I think they're really good. I'm uh, not sure Philly. I, I don't know about score. that, but I I just always in my mind Minnesota at home. Yeah, like they're they're really good at home. That defense with that crowd noise and they don't ask much of Kirk. Like Kirk has so many weapons around him. He just plays 
to the level they need him to. I, I like that number a lot. So I got let's that, take that minus, pick. Six, minus six for the Vikings. All right, so get, let's walk this through then because we right now we're on Detroit plus four and a half. We're on Jacksonville. We're on Cincinnati plus 11 and a half. Kansas City minus five and a half and Minnesota minus three. Tell us the games that that you would be taking if you were us right now, if not those five games, the games we're missing that you feel better about. Um, I mean, we're probably going to do it, but we don't have to do it in ours. Um, we're probably going to be taking the Patriots on Thursday. <laughs> it, and it's, it's just one of those where it's like, I've seen this too many times where I can see why other people are going to be on the Giants, all their reasoning, everything behind it. But a shortened week, rookie quarterback going to New England, um, I just see a 30 nothing game. I mean, it's a nice a nice New England teaser under game. Um, but we don't have to do that one just because we've been staying away for Thursdays. Um, we're, we all agreed right on uh, – Detroit, like you don't want to do Green Bay right there. Yep. I, I like Detroit in that spot, so we can we can stick with that one. I like Green Detroit. Bay, but but uh, Chad has convinced me that Detroit is the right move. I I don't I don't want to do it because um, I don't think we're going to know about what's up with Patrick Mahomes before before we put our picks in. But that Chiefs spot is such a good spot. I mean, and it's only minus five, which is. I mean, at home, so you like it. You like everything we have. I, I do. I like. I like. Our, I mean, I like our picks. I'm. I'm trying to find us one more. Because last week we had a nice. I mean, it didn't, it didn't matter. Anyway, we ended up switching out the Colts for the Saints. Um, but like we said last week, it's nice having an extra one to, to set in. Well, I, I, I'm worried about that Jacksonville number. I would like the Saints to be able to win, but Jacksonville covers. Um, so I'd like that to go to two, two and a half, or something like that. So that's why I want the I want that out if we have a good alternate. Right. Um, I do. I do like the Bucks, but like I get it. You guys probably don't want to do a uh, London game. Um, I don't. I don't mind doing a London game. How, how you feeling about the Bucks, Darren? The Buccaneers. <sighs> you really like. You really uh, like Carolina, there, right? Well, obviously, I just saw them play. <laughs> <laughs> so, like in my system, um, I have the Bucks at minus two, and I'm seeing some places where they're up to plus two now. Um, yeah. Now that now I'm starting to overthink it though, just because it is a London game, but that this is such a nice spot for the Bucks. Wait, hold on one second. You have a a four point differential in what it should be versus what it is. Yeah, because I think people, on... people are nothing against this kid. Kyle. I, the Allens look good. I can't really even talk down on with Carolina. Um, but but can the, McCaffrey play out of his mind like he did last? Exactly. Like, is I, I I have more faith in these big plays in London, where no defenses have ever traveled well in London. So I like I like Godwin. And I like um, Evans. Really, really big in this game. But we can make that just our. I'll reserve, tell you what, Darren. I like our I like our five. We got. I I would, 
I would take I would take Jacksonville out and put in Tampa if you like Tampa okay, better deal. than Jacksonville. I yeah, like that better. You guys feel better with that one? Yes. Sure. All right. We're here's our five. Up, guys. We're all gonna be up at nine thirty in the morning, sweating, uh, sweating Winston. Take a good time. We'll be up. We'll be up older than that, that, my friend. Detroit plus four and a half. <laughs> Tampa Bay. It'll be plus one and a half probably. Cincinnati plus eleven and a half. Kansas City minus five and a half. Uh, Minnesota minus three. That's what we're doing. Let's go. Are we in? Look at us. Look at us with three underdogs. Let's do this. Things are really changing here. Uh, slowly but surely, Simon. We you all come together. Groupthink. Groupthink is a powerful <laughs> thing. All right. Simon Hunter, professional better. Darren Ravel, Action Network senior writer, producer, extraordinaire. Thank you for coming on the podcast, folks. All right, that has been another episode of The Favorites from the Action Network. I want to thank Bob Scucci from the Orleans. I want to thank Darren Ravel from the Action Network. I want to thank Simon Hunter, Professional Better. You can download the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. You can download it at radio.com. Look for The Favorites, where you can also listen to the show. Bob Scucci and I do Sundays, 12 to 1 Eastern, before kickoff. Action Network countdown to kickoff on the radio.com app. Radio.com app, go download that as well. Until next time, this has been The Favorites. I'm Chad Millman. Love you.